The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to find out the stories behind the stories. Welcome to Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective. Get ready for some amazing guests, along with Nick's own expertise and insight behind some of today's top news in sports. The where, why, and how. Now, here's your host, Nick Ferguson. right and that is exciting episode of secondary perspective is about to take off as usual i am joined by my host ebony ivory we which don't know which guy is the person you don't know you don't know mario batanza you can find follow him at mile high mario mario was absent last week so that means that we have a bevy of things to dig into right now of course NBA free agency. We're going to dig into that, and we're going to talk about two of Mario's favorite, favorite celebrity couple to love. That would be the Carmelo Anthony's and Lala Anthony. Also, it was the best week in sports ever. So to get this show started, we're going to start where it ended with the World Cup. Germany, Germany, Germany. That's all I have to say. I mean, when you watch this team play, it is like watching a Greg Popovich orchestrated team get it done. They're running picks. They're creating spacing. And you, I'm not a, I've said this several times during the World Cup. I am not an avid soccer fan. But every four years, I watch the World Cup. But Mario, when I, when I watch Germany destroy Brazil, the first thing that came to mind, I was thinking about, once again, the Spurs in the Miami Heat, because it's not about one player. It's about playing team ball. We saw that happen. Yes, I'm going to mention it. When Peyton Manning faced the Seattle Seahawks, it was one man. You're killing me here, Nick. One lone soldier versus an army of many. (laughs) It hurts so bad. (laughs) You're absolutely right. And that was the big difference between Germany and all these other teams. And uh, again, like I'm not going to pretend to know a lot about soccer, but I do understand how sports work. The uh, the Germany soccer team had a whole bunch of fantastic players that played well together, but they didn't have a star. You know, they didn't have a Messi or a Ronaldo or a Landon Donovan from back in the day. Th- those are the kind of names that I know, Nick. OK, but they didn't have one of those superstar players. Argentina did. Messi is arguably the greatest player in the world. Mario, when you look at the, the whole 
game between Germany and Argentina. My, my, my wife is not a, a soccer advocate, but when she heard the story uh, on Messi on ESPN and saw how down to earth he was, she wanted to get in and Messi, almost like, you know, taking free throws with the game on the line. He couldn't close the deal. And he received, I believe, some very unfair criticism on Twitter directly following the game. And the first thing I said to those individuals who were doing the criticizing, unless you've been in that situation before with the game on the line, the bright lights, everyone's watching you. You're carrying either your city, your state, your team, the weight of that on your shoulders. You have no idea what it's like in that pressure situation. So I say the criticism is unfair. Unless you've been in that situation, you can't criticize. But well, hold on, gonna- Nick. Hold on. We kill yes. Tony Romo all the time for not being clutch. What's the difference? Well, here's the difference, right? Tony Romo has a history. He's a repeat offender oh, okay. I of got the you. Tony Romo effect. So if, if this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity and you just squander it maybe on that one particular play, right, then you can say, well, it's all for chance, right? Anything can happen. So what his, did, his, deal was, his deal was like a Raheem Moore a couple years ago. is a guy that's going to be a very good player, obviously not on the level that Messi is, but he had that one play that is just going to resonate for a long time. That's the one that people, for the most part, are going to remember. That's yeah, that, yeah that, that, that's the one that people will remember because Messi was trying to win a championship. I mean, can you imagine Tony Romo once again, let's just say Dallas Cowboys do make it to the playoffs, right? And let's just put them in the championship game. And then all of a sudden, Tony Romo, he rolls right, the pressure's coming. He stiff arms the guy. He looks down the field, and guess what? He trips and falls. Or he throws time runs out. Or, th- or, or, in typical fashion, he throws the interception. So now, Tony Romo effect is t- entirely different. You have to learn to break the cycle. That's why, you know, we're a little harsh, you know, really hard on Tony Romo on this show. But uh, while, while we wait to see if uh, we can get Roger, uh, Rogers on the program, we still have a lot to talk about. Let's go right into it. Let's talk about... NBA free agency. Now, everyone was waiting to see what LeBron James was going to do. I mean, he pretty much had the city like L.A. or New York traffic. Locked down on gridlock. Carmelo Anthony wasn't moving. Chris Bosh wasn't moving. The Houston Rockets didn't know exactly what they want to do. And then poor old Pat. So, so, so you tell me, when you look at this whole situation, did the pieces fall where they needed to fall? Uh, how do you feel about LeBron James deciding to just kind of bypass what Dan Gilbert said and go back to Cleveland? Yeah, I will say this for him, and I've I've killed LeBron a little bit on this show and on my show on Mile High Sports as well. But the bottom line is, I, I really do like what he I do like what he did with uh, for the city of Cleveland, man. I mean, that, and that's really what he did it for. That city was completely dependent on him. You know, it got people out of their homes, buying tickets, buying merchandise, helped stimulate the economy in Cleveland. And he has a chance to bring a championship championship there for the first time in that city for, I think, like 60 maybe plus years, Nick. I mean, that's that's fantastic. So you got to feel good for the city of Cleveland and for LeBron to be able to rise above Dan Gilbert. And, you know, I'm sure Gilbert gave him some stuff like, you know, I had to do something. We had just lost the greatest thing that had ever right. come to Cleveland. I had to motivate our fans, motivate the team. I had to do something. I mean, you know Dan Gilbert is a big LeBron James fan. And, and it's been compared. You've seen that comparison time and time again where LeBron James was was the hot girl. And he left Cleveland, you know, the nerdy guy 
for Miami, who was, you know, the, the quarterback of the football team, you know, but then you come back to the, uh, the five, we'll, we'll call it the five-year reunion. Nick. You come back to the five-year reunion, uh, the, 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 the quarterback, he's got a, a remedial job. He's losing his hair. He's got a little bit of a beer gut. You know, she, she takes yeah. a look at this, uh, you know, the nerdy guy. It's like, oh, you know what? His acne cleared up. His glasses are gone. Well, but his, uh, his he's got a good job. For me, uh, uh, Mario, when you look at the situation, LeBron James stimulated the Cleveland economy. We, we talking about exactly. stimulus. We talk about a stimulus plan by President Obama. No one stimulates the economy more than having a marquee player come to your team. Obama that marquee player implement a bunch of LeBrons in every single city, and our country's good. Yeah, that, that that's all you have to do to stimulate an, an economy, and he just he did that when he decided that he was going to go back to Cleveland in that SI article. Right then, the economy got a boost of maybe $30 million. People went right back to work. Because when he left, the economy took a downward spiral. And that's one of the reasons I think that Dan Gilbert and a lot of fans were, uh, were upset with him. Now watch, now that he's back, now they have Johnny Manziel, it's going to be a redevelopment process that's going to take place in downtown Cleveland to revitalize that particular area. Watch, watch what I tell you. What? It's going to be like a sports mecca. But the one thing, talk to a couple of those guys and say, well, well, D-Wade, Chris Bosh, let's opt out. Maybe get us some, some money here. But now, talking about a Fox rating, the hen house, now LeBron James is digging into that Miami Heat free agent pool, pulling out a James Jones who signed a one-year contract uh, with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Also, he went and got his old partner, you know, partner in crime, Mr. Three-Pointer himself. Mike Miller. And no, LeBron is not done yet. I don't believe. Who cares about Mike Miller, man? <laughs> oh, my God. Big deal. He followed LeBron. What did it? James Jones followed him to Cleveland, too, didn't he? Now, yeah. here's the thing, man. First off, let me just say how shocked I am that Miami decided to give so much money. $118 million to Chris Bosh. Are you kidding me? He's not even a top 10 player in this league. He's not even a top 20 player in this league, Nick. I could, when we come back from break, I could easily name 20 guys that are better than Chris Bosh. I don't believe he's getting that kind of money. Here's the thing. I'll tell you this. I was surprised. I was surprised that Dwayne Wade went back to Miami. Desperation makes institutions, whether you're player, organization, whatever, make them do insane things. There's no way I would have given Chris Bosh the amount of money, but you lose LeBron James, you need a marquee player, and you, ha- you, you, you hang your hopes and your future on a 6'11 shooting guard because that's exactly what yes. Chris Bosh turned into, a 6'11 shooting guard. Soft. How can you be that tall and not play down on the block? He's soft. I mean, come on. You know what? He's, I, a big, I, he's a big velociraptor, Nick. He just kind of stumbles around, and every once in a while, he gets a free-looking dunk. Maybe he's a good outside shooter for the most part, but that's way too much money for him. But they, I guess, you know what? They figured they had to do something to try and, you know, retain Dwayne Wade. Well, you know what? I, I think it was all about trying to keep a nucleus of the team together, not really get, so, get to a point where now you're at the basement bottom of that Eastern Conference, maybe down there with the Boston Celtics. But I told you, I give it to Pat Riley. He's going to find a way to put some pieces together. Now, is this a championship team? Probably not. Will they be competitive? Absolutely. But also, I mean, they could go after Monroe, who was playing center for the Detroit Pistons. 
if he were to join to Miami Heat, that's definitely going to change a lot. Also, don't forget, Carlos Boozer has ties in Miami uh, and his, his, because his kid is dealing with something, uh, illness, and he, he often has to go to Miami to deal with that. So, so don't be surprised if, if we see Josh McRoberts, Lou Aldane, and, you know, uh, Carlos Boozer. And together, Nick, why, why are you such a why are you such a big Miami Heat fan? It's like you're 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 in desperation mode right now. You're just swinging and flailing, like praying that these guys will come in and make a difference in Miami. Well, it's, it's, it's not the fact that I, I'm I'm flailing because I think they're going to make a difference. Like I said, I think these guys are going to come and they're going to be competitive. Are they going to win a championship? Probably not, because you got to look at what's happening. On the West, you always have San Antonio Spurs and Greg Popovich that finds a way to get it done. If you're going to build a team, you got to build a team to beat them. Right now, I don't think this roster. Miami. So ride or die. I'm going to ride with that team. <laughs> so, but I know our, our, what our uh, limits are, our, our expectations, what the glass ceiling is. So I'm not going to get too far ahead of myself. But I'm very optimistic that they'll win some games in the East. Well, now, speaking of getting too far ahead of yourself, Nick, I don't know if you saw this. Aaron Aflalo, who was with the Magic for the last couple of years and uh, was with the Nuggets before that, and they basically kind of rented him out in order to get Andre Iguodala. And, of course, Iguodala was here for a year. So it was nice to see the Nuggets bring Aaron Aflalo back. He's coming out and saying have the potential to be a title contender. I mean, is he just puffing on too much ganja now that he's back in Denver, Colorado, and it's legal? Or do you really think <laughs> that this Nuggets team, I mean, you know what I think. I'm, I'm a homer through and through. I'm always going to think that my teams are the best. But what do you think as an outsider? How do you see the Nuggets season turning this year? Well, to be totally honest, I mean, once again, you got to look at the teams that are in the West. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks are rebuilding. Uh, OKC is what they are. And like I just mentioned a couple of minutes ago, the San Antonio Spurs. If you are not building your team to beat the Spurs, you can just forget about it. So that, that, that bold prediction of winning a championship or going to the playoffs, good luck with that one, buddy. Good luck with that one. I so, think he's right, Nick. I think the Nuggets are going to be the best team in the NBA, and they're going to run through. Okay, I can't do that anymore. No, I think I think a flaw, I think a flaw is crazy, man. Look, they are rebuilding as well. They have a nice a couple nice pieces in place. I'm very upset that they traded away Doug McDermott. They needed an outside shooter like like no tomorrow. They ended up trading him to Chicago. I think he's going to be fantastic in Chicago. By the way, picked up Gary Neal. That's all been well and good. He's a decent shooter, decent scorer. Doesn't really have the star power, the staying power that a Doug McDermott had. But, I mean, this is a team they're going to make the playoffs. They'll probably be a five seed, maybe six, seven more realistically. Uh, but you're right. As far as competing with the Spurs, with the Clippers, with the Oklahoma City Thunder, it's just not going to happen. With the Houston Rockets, they're not good enough. And it all depends on what Danilo Gallinari does coming back after being out for a year and a half. So, bright future but it's also shrouded in mystery. You know what? I give the Nuggets as much of a chance in the West and winning the whole thing as I give the Los Angeles Lakers at this point right now. So that tells you how much, how optimistic I am about the Nuggets. But now, before we go to break, if the Nuggets were in the East, now we're talking about a different discussion here. But we'll talk about that more after we come up from this break. After the break, we're going to be joined by Roderick Rogers former Denver Broncos defensive back and talk about 
what he's doing now that he's outside the game. And also for you high school football fans, we're making that trek back down to Miami. We're going to talk to Neutron Stoke uh, about the Booger T. Washington uh, tornadoes and just figure out how is it they're able to get it done year in and year out. It's unbelievable. It's like a hotbed of talent. So I see why everyone goes there to pluck out talent. You're listening to Nick Ferguson, Secondary Perspective. Don't turn that down, because we'll be right back. Don't do it! Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. listening to Secondary Perspective with Nick Ferguson. To get in the lineup for today's show, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to nickfergshow at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Best week in sports ever continues. We were talking about uh, the NBA free agency before we went to the break, a lot, uh, a lot of other things to kind of get into. Uh, right now, joining us uh, on Secondary Perspective, Roderick Rogers. If you are in the Denver, Colorado area, you definitely have to go check out his training facility. It's called Explosive. Roderick, uh, thank you for joining the program, man. Appreciate you. Nick, thank you for having me on. I appreciate that. Uh, uh, for those, once again, in Denver, you can find Rod on Twitter at Explosive43, and that's Explosive with a X, not an E. Uh, Roger, tell us a little bit about this program and why you're choosing to do what you do in the community. Um, so when I started the program, um, a lot of people may not know about my background. I did uh, attend the University of Wisconsin and uh, later 
was picked up as a free agent with the Denver Broncos, um, moved over and played a little with the Minnesota Vikings and finished with the uh, New England Patriots. I uh, wanted to come back and uh, create a program which is now explosive that caters to the athlete as a whole. So I wanted the great athletes where they can run, they can, you know, throw, they can, uh, you know, jump, do all these things that, you know, we normally see athletes do. But I wanted to get them in the life skills area um, as well as their academic to basically take an athlete and give them the total package in this program to help them be successful individuals long after their career is done. Now, you were talking about, you know, uh, helping them in the maturation process. Now, you know, that's both on and off the field. What are you doing for far as a program standpoint with these kids? Are you taking them to outside facilities to kind of get them training? Give the viewers some, uh, some insight on that, too, as well. So what we did, and I'm glad you asked, uh, we created some programs uh, with um, some strategic partners, uh, one is uh, Heart Power, who is uh, located, which is an organization located here in Colorado. They do some things in Florida and Kentucky as well. But the um, executive director of that of that nonprofit is actually the assistant uh, pro player player personnel director for the Denver Broncos now, which is Anthony Kelly. And we decided to create a program called uh, Elevate. Now, we, last summer or this summer, we got we went into a school, which is Aurora Central, located in Aurora. This is an underprivileged school, and we created a program called SWAG to see if this would, what we were bringing is to benefit as a whole. And, and uh, it, it certainly did. Uh, we brought in some great tutors, um, did some things with ACT. We did some things with the uh, uh, reducing that summer loss, and they enjoyed it. And, and we basically... Uh, uh, as the program went along, the coaches asked us to really go further in this program and kind of implement it throughout the fall, which we're going to do. So we now have the program called Elevate, which Elevate will be about 15 weeks in the fall, um, in the fall semester to bring these pro- to con- to keep the program. I'm sorry, in these schools so that these athletes have access to every tool they need to be successful in life. Now, you mentioned the pretty much uh, uh, connection with the Denver Broncos. Uh, have you had an opportunity to take any of your players over to the training facility, let them talk to maybe Peyton Manning or some of the guys who are currently at the pro level to try to give them a little insight to what they need to do to get to that level? You know, we have not actually, and, and that's definitely a plan. I think, I think right now it would be tough because Dove Valley is under construction here, so we haven't had a chance to really get over to the facilities or anything like that. But um, we have had some players come come over. And, uh, we had uh, uh, the former Bronco, Daniel Graham, actually come over and speak uh, to the guys. We had Tyler Columbus, who is now the offensive tackle for the Washington Redskins, come over and speak. So we have had some guys to come over to the school and actually give some insights to these players that can help them in life. Well, you know, I want to I switch gears for, for just a second. Uh, we, we're in the month of July, as we all know, and this is the bottom of the month. So that means training camp is looming for a lot of players. You had an opportunity to be in several locker rooms, to sit around a lot of guys, 
give us a little bit of a peek inside training camp and give us some training camp stories. I'm sorry, I didn't get that. Can you repeat that one more time? I, I say that we are on the cusp of NFL training camp. So oh, yeah. you, you've had an opportunity to play with a lot of teams. So, so give us a little insight of what training camp, NFL training camp, really is behind closed doors. And give us a little bit of those training camp stories. Man, I would say um, NFL training camp, it's, it's like none other, man. You got a, a bunch of men, you know, close to 70 or 80 guys uh, fighting for you know, some position. I think it's about 53 positions on that roster and some practice squad position. But, I mean, guys from different backgrounds uh, uh, and different things going on in life coming into one area trying to get trying, – trying to compete for what we call that dream job. So, I mean, it's tough, man. It, it challenges, challenges you uh, mentally, uh, physically, uh, in, in every way possible, man, to, uh, you know, in order for you to uh, prevail. So it, it's really a, it's a very tough environment. Um, my training camp stories, I, I mean, coming in as a free agent um, out of college, basically having no chance of, you know, some chance of uh, making a team or anything like that. So, you know, having to fight and having to seize every moment, every opportunity you had to, uh, um, to grab an eye of a coach, uh, that's what I had to do. So, I mean, I... I was fortunate enough to actually make a practice squad my first year, but it just, I mean, I pretty much gave my all to be on that practice squad roster at that time. So it's just tough, man. You got to be. So, so, so tell me now, now you spent some time in that Denver Broncos locker room. There's a lot of Denver Broncos fans that are listening. Uh, yeah, there's one right here, baby. Give, give me give me a Champ Bailey story. Give, give me one of those Champ Bailey stories. Something he did that you saw at practice that was this was was mind blowing, or something that was funny that Champ did at practice. Man, I, I don't know if because Champ, man, you know Champ. He's a he's a <laughs> guy. he's a guy. You know, he's a veteran. He probably was in when I entered. He was probably in his eighth season. But I mean, just watching Champ, nothing bothered him. So right. it's pretty much he's he's coming out. I mean, I, I barely I don't even know if I ever seen the guy really warm up. He was always talking and warm up, but he just had that natural talent to really you know cover any and everybody and do it without with making it look really really easy, man. So that was uh, kind of what you saw from kind of that that champ baby figure. And then you had another guy like a Dre Bly that was there at that time, who was super active, super loud, you know. Lost so that was a different uh, feel as well. Okay. Well, well, Rod, we're up against a break. Tell, tell the people where they can get more information about uh, Explosive and what you're doing in the community. Uh, well, they can go to our website, which is www.explosiveathletictraining.com. Um, they can get some information about our training and what we're doing and where we're doing it at. And also, if they want to get information on the education life skills piece, they can visit www.heartpowerinc.org, which is the nonprofit that we're working with. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is Roderick Rogers. You can find him on Twitter at Explosive43. And like I said, if you're training a young athlete, whether it's basketball, track, 
soccer, whatever. This is the place that you need to go. Look him up on YouTube. Look him up and check him out in Denver. He will definitely help take your athlete to the next level. Rod, thank you for joining the program. We look forward to talking to you in the future. Thanks, nigga. I appreciate you having me on. No problem. Coming up after the break, we're going to talk to Neutron Stork about Booker T. Washington, his faithful Miami Heat, right after the break. You listen to Nick Ferguson, Secondary Perspective. Let's go. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're listening to Secondary Perspective with Nick Ferguson. To get in the lineup for today's show, please call 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to nickfergshow at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. That's right. It can be ridiculous. If you're here with Ebony and Ivory, I'm Nicholas. Ridiculous Nicholas. You see ridiculous Nicholas. You see how I did that? that? That should be a Dr. Seuss book. I can't do that. Copyright infringement. But <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Noose. Dr. Noose. Um, you know what? Let's move back down south and let's talk to someone who knows a lot about high school football, that would be Booker T. Washington, back-to-back national champions in high school football, uh, Neutron Stork. Uh, Neutron, thank you for joining the program. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. All right, Neutron, let, let, let's get right in it. All right, Tim Harris goes to University of Miami. Tim Harris, yeah. Jr., now 
uh, assumes the helm at the head coaching position. Mm-hmm. I mean, ha- are we going to see a different change in style, you know, go from father to son? What have you seen so far with the team in spring practice? No, no, not at all. You know, you, you won't see a change of style, you know, because, you know, Tim Harris Jr. was groomed and, you know, he was built for this position right now, you know, um, that his dad bringing him to this position as the head coach and stuff like that. And as far as style, you know, you'll see a quick, you know, uh, a fast-paced running um, offense, you know, a running gun offense and things like that. So not, nothing really will change, no. Well, let me look at this. Okay, you lose Treon Harris, who was exceptional last year at quarterback, Divas and Chad Thomas, and then Nigel Bethel, who we'll talk about later, who went to Texas uh, Tech. And that's 16 signees in National Signing Day this past year. How is it that you guys are every year able to retool and regroup and be competitive, not just in Miami, but just outside the state? How do you guys do that? You know, it's just, it's just the pedigree of kids we, you know, develop down here as far as, you know, the, the coaching, the development style that we have. You know, and, and how we groom our kids, you know, and, and coming from the lifestyle those kids have is they got to have, you know, men in their life that understand the situation that they come from, you know. And, and, with, and with us just, you know, losing, like, you know, kids, like you say, like a Treon Harris to a Florida, you know, to a Chad Thomas, you know, to a UM, and also another defensive end, Demetrius um, Jackson, who also went to um, University of Miami, you know, as a defensive end. With us losing kids of, of that caliber, you know, again, like I said, it's a coaching style. And, and, and with those kids coming in, you know, to, to replace those guys, you know, it's just, you know, as far as repetition, you know, I mean, repetition, you know, repetition is, is the key, you know, and, and, and with our group of guys, you know, that's, that's young, that's behind those kids, you know, as soon as they leave the depart to those, those college of choice, they'll come right in and be able to play, you know, and I think that's what we, you know, our best ability is down here as far as in South Florida, and, and we get ready to travel, you know, to teams like this year, we have a game that'll be, you know, on ESPN against Oscar Smith, and then we follow behind that you know, a, a team out of um, Atlanta, Georgia, Tucker, you know, and, and with us traveling to those different states, I, I, I you know, I'm, I'm putting into perspective as far as our coaching ability, you know, how to stay on the kid, you know, and also, you know, when they do something wrong, we're going to get on them, but at the same time we're getting on them, we're also going to teach them and to correct those mistakes, those mental errors and things like that. So I, I think we do a, a pretty good job, you know, as far as developing our kids and knowing the, the situation our kids is coming from and their background and how to relate. You know, so that's, that's a big key. Uh, Anitra, you talked on something that, that is really key. Uh, about two weeks ago, I had a chance to fly up to Seattle and sit down with Pete Carroll and, and talk to him about that coach-player relationship. And you just touched on it. Talk about how, how is it that you guys are able to find that, that, that balance and straddle that line as far as being father figures, coaches, and, and not go the step beyond because we've seen both in men's sports and women's sports where coaches have been fired, uh, disciplinary actions have, have been issued out because the coaches uh, get a little too involved, a little too physical. How you guys are uh, able to straddle that line? Yeah, the, the way we're able to straddle the line is because it, it, it's not about wins and losses down here. You know, you know, all coaches do want to win, don't get me wrong, but it's also, right. you know, um, uh, uh, relating to that kid like we're we talking about, you know, and, and, and like I say, man, um, you never know what, what a kid is going through. Like right now on our team, we have kids that's you know, staying in homeless shelters and things like that. We have kids that, you know, living without any lights. We have kids that don't know where his next meal is coming from. You know, so 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 with the with the, the capability of us us men, you know, coming to their lives, you know, and and and, and putting them in situations like we just flew to Indiana this past weekend and things like that. And that was some of the first time, you know, first time flyers for most of our kids. 
you know, who will probably be a top-notch D1 athlete, you know, as far as, you know, getting the grades and things like that, because we, 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 we strive ourselves and making sure all our kids' paperwork is in place. You know, so with us knowing those kids' situations, we try to put them in the best situation to, you know, succeed and things like that, you know. So, again, it's not about the wins and losses. It's always, you know, understanding the kids' situation because a lot of kids, you know, down in South Florida, and, and, and I'm pretty sure it happened everywhere else, but, you know, as far as our kids down here in South Florida and for Miami Booker T. Washington Senior High School, we understand, you know, it's not about wins or losses and it's about, you know, developing a, a relationship mentally and physically, you know, and if you can financially to help a kid, you know, be successful and, and become young men. If you just joined the program, we're talking to Neutron Stork of the back-to-back National Championship in high school football, uh, Booker T. Washington out of Miami. You can follow him at Coach underscore BTW. That stands for Booker T. Washington, if you didn't know. Now, you touched on something, a dynamic that's really interesting, and I don't think a lot of people really know. We always see the end product of what you guys have on the field. But you talked about a lot of these kids coming from broken homes and not knowing where their next meal are coming from. How involved are you and your, and your coaching staff in trying to get these kids on track off the field, not just what you guys are doing on the field? Well, we, we keep it on track because, you know, a, a kid with idle time, uh, you know, can easily get itself in a lot of trouble. And, you know, the, the way we run our program to keep them, you know, from out of trouble and things like that, we, you know, we, 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 we start our practice at 9 a.m. in the morning. And, you know, we don't finish till like 1 p.m. From there we have, we, 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 we bonded with a, a nonprofit organization, you know, um, Overtown Optimist, where, you know, we have a thing for Feed the Kids and every day. Every day it's a full-course meal brought to the kids. You know, so, so not just only football, but after they, you know, finish running and lifting and film work and, and, and training and the hours that they're putting in to destroy their body, they're going to build it up with a, with a the nourishment of a meal from the nonprofit organization, I mean, organization over here at Overtown Optimist, you know, and things like that. So, you know, that will be the key of, like you say, you know, building up the, uh, the, the funding of how, how to help a kid and things like that, you know, so, yeah. Well, well, you know what, let's talk about a former standout at Booker T. Washington, uh, Nigel Bethel. Uh, normally you don't want to have your name mentioned on, on, the, on the, the ticker on the four-letter network, but recently he had an issue at Texas Tech where enemy of basketball games, temper flared. We know how that happens when, you know, you're in a battle fierce competition. And he got himself in a little, a, a little trouble. Now, I, I'm sure you had a chance to talk to him. Uh, it was say that he was reinstated at Texas Tech. Talk about what yeah. he was going through at the time and what, from a mentor standpoint, what, what kind of leadership were you able to give him at that time? Well, you know, at, at the time of the, you know, all the accusations occurred and, and came on, you know, um, Nigel was a little down, you know, but us knowing Nigel, I had to, again, I, you know, I had the opportunity to coach Nigel ever since his freshman year, you know, a kid that never played football a day in his life until he got to um, high school and he came in, I was just a, you know, the defensive back coach. Now, you know, thank, thank, thank you, Lord. You know, I'm, I'm the defensive coordinator, you know, here at this uh, wonderful terrific school at Booker T. Washington, Miami. You know, and, and me having the luxury to coach Nigel, you, you know, Nigel's a great kid, a kid of character, you know, a humble guy and, you know, um, that, that, that likes to, you know, train and work hard and things like that. He, and what he does on the field, he also does in, does in the classroom. You know, he's a kid that held a, a 3.4 GPA for us when he was in high school. You know, he was all, he, he, he finished up this past um, summer at Texas Tech with uh, passing all his classes with B, the two classes that he did have. You know, so 
when those accusations came out, I really felt, you know, bad and things like that. You know, even the whole community, you know, and our whole coaching staff of, of what happened, you know, because we, 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 it's a nonviolence program down here that we, we run in. And, and I know um, there's always two sides of the story. And, and when I spoke with him, you know, the first thing he said, man, you know, I, I think I messed up, Coach. You know, but my thing was, man, keep God in your prayers and, and, and continue to stay humble and, and, and let God do his work. You know, and, and when all the accusations are clear, we'll, you know, we'll see where it goes from there. You know, but like I say, he always kept a low profile, and, and when those things did happen, you know, he called me and, and we talked about it, and I was like, man, you know, just just stay humble and continue doing what you're doing, father in the classroom, finish up, and then we'll do what we do down here and, and try to make the situation better. Well, last question before we let you get out of here, uh, uh, Neutron. Uh, you're in the Miami area. I know you're a loyal Miami Heat fan, and everyone has been weighing in as far as what happened with LeBron and his decision. Uh, what, what's your take on and how do you see the Heat pretty much working out in 2014-15 season? Well, you, you know, it, it's funny you ask because, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy because, you know, having LeBron is, is, is a luxury. It's, it's a big help, man. You, you see it yeah. wrong now. Um, national um, titles down here to Miami and things like that. And, you know, and, and that was a big loss, man, when we found out that he was leaving. Man. But, I, but I think, you know, uh, Pat Riley and everybody in, in the um, – you know, and the organization is doing a great job, man, you know, bringing in some new guys. And, you know, I'm pretty sure y'all familiar with, you know, Shabazz, Napier, Danny Granger, yes. you know, Luau Dane, Josh McRoberts, even with the kid that's coming over from uh, overseas, uh, James Ennis. Yes. You know, with, with those pieces, man, I, I think, you know, with the mindset of, you know, uh, uh, Pat Rowley and how he like to piece things together, you know, I, I, don't, I think we it won't be a, a much of a drop-off. You know, well, it's Well, it's, it's better to have, you know, uh, yeah. um, more pieces to, to support that one, you know, intricate part that had left. And I think, you know, once those guys jail and start getting together, we, 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 sh we should be in for the wrong thick of it. Well, you know, that's what I'm trying to relate to uh, my partner in crime. You know, we never count Miami out. Hey, uh, you guys can talk all you want. Y'all are just flailing in the wind, just naming random names, thinking they're going to bring you back to a title. <laughs> boo, boo, boo. Well, well Nietzsche, Nietzsche, honestly, don't pay him any attention because he is a Denver Nugget fan. So, so hey, Aaron Af dude, Aaron Aflalo came out and said the Nuggets are going to be title contenders. So they're title yeah. contenders, man, whatever. Go Nuggets. Hey, hey, hey. But listen, <laughs> hey with, the, with the addition of Danny Granger, who's a, another spot-up shooter, you know, oh, here we go. Defender. You know, you bring in the the, the, the helps of a Luau Dane, who also a defender who averaged, you know, I'd say about roughly a, a range of like a 16 uh, points, 18 or eight, um, with uh, 18, 16, 18 points. He's also a rebounder. You know, you bring in those pieces, man, and, and the skies is the limit, you, you know. so And then with an awesome, you know, point guard, with the, the we just re-signed uh, Chambers, Sebastian Napier, yeah. who's, who's a guy Who's Mario Thomas should be locked in the closet and not even be around to loud basketball. Hey, 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 hey you might have a point, but that's why we have guys that surround him to make him even better. So his flaws you may not even see. You got me? So. Oh, no. Well, you you well, well, flaws plenty in the, uh, in the finals there. <laughs> you, might, you might have a point, but I, I know with that, this is a blue-out thing, uh, fellas. You know, um, you know, since him, you know, being released from Chicago, I know for a fact that guy's going to have a chip on his shoulder, you know, so that might make him even better. And, and, and not to add in, you know, if, if you guys can remember, Luau Deng was the number two player coming out of the 2003 draft right behind LeBron James. So you, so we can get prepared for that Cleveland um, Heat matchup. 
Well, you know, here's something else to add. Luau Deng, also, he's done a great job when he was with Chicago of defending LeBron James. So he might not have all the, the offensive uh, weaponry, as you want to call it, but he has defense that would definitely help Miami versus Cleveland. Uh, Neetron, man, appreciate you joining the program. We will stay in touch. I am really interested to see what happens on that first game of the season when you guys go to Chesapeake Bay, uh, Virginia, and see what Booker T. Washington can do there. So uh, I will keep an eye out for you. Once again, you can find uh, Neetron at Coach underscore B-T-W. That's Booker T. Washington. Thank you for joining the program. And, and, and I, and I want to say thank you for um, having me on, fellas, man. Y'all guys doing a great job, you know, with everything, man. And, and I continue. And I hope to see you know, continue the success up there, man. Thank you. Hey, All right. right on, man. God bless. Appreciate right, it. Now, you. Mario, now it's time to jump into a little bit of real talk. Let's talk about the celebrity um, all-star game in Major League Baseball because it was a big week for Major League Baseball. Of course, you had the home run derby, the celebrity uh, baseball game like I just mentioned. And the big game, as always, and I tip my cap, I'm not wearing one, but I'm going to tip my cap to the captain. That would be Derek Jeter, New York Yankees fan for life. All right, so let's dig into it. Let's talk about the home run derby really quickly. Uh, a lot of people, you know, really went, took to Twitter trying to get Yasiel Puig into the contest. He got into the contest. And then what happened? But he learned the goose egg. He didn't even get a homer. I mean, not, not one. I mean... Look, look, okay. We're living in a post-steroid era. Is this an indication of what we have to look forward to for the rest of the years in baseball? No steroids, no Willie Beeman invisible juice, so we get no homers? Real talk, come on. Real talk, here's the problem, man. Absolutely, it's an issue that we're not seeing any more steroids. The uh, the home run derby's kind of become like the slam dunk contest, Nick. Year in and year out, you know, people seem to be excited about it because, you know, it's like it's been a year since the last one and everybody forgot how bad they were. You know what I'm saying? And then it rolls around and everybody's all excited. It's like, ooh, who are they going to get to go in? Who's going to hit the longest home run? How many in a row are they going to hit? And then you see Yasil Puig, who's one of the most polarizing athletes in sports. You know, we kind of had the Tim Tebow effect going on, except he was actually good. Then he lays a goose egg. Then what happens in the All-Star game, Nick? Homeboy goes over three. I'm pretty sure he struck out three times. Misplayed a ball the first play of the game. Mike Trout got a triple. Yasil Puig made it very clear he did not deserve to be there. You know what I'm saying? The reason I'm comparing it to the slam dunk contest is because there's so much hype surrounding it that when it actually happens, you're kind of sitting there watching it like, oh, damn, this is it. (laughs) I thought it'd be a lot better than this. Real talk, I I think the home run derby is going to slowly decline until players find that new substance that's going to allow them to hit the ball further and not be picked up by computers. Real talk. Real, real talk. Also, okay, celebrity baseball game. This is the game where celebrities come out and they're taken out of the conference zone. We saw Adrian Peterson because it was in the Twin Cities. They put him in the outfield. He missed a uh, deep fly. Just, just totally just missed it. But, but what was extraordinary was, I don't know if you've seen it, hip-hop artist Fat Joe rounding second, going into third. Now, this is a rather large, rotund type of guy. He's a big guy. Hey, hey, listen. If you haven't seen it, YouTube it. He was picking him up, putting him down as best as he could. 
Real talk. This is well, real quick. This is a this is a celebrity game, right? You said it was a celebrity yes. game. Then celebrity what game. in the world was Fat Joe doing at a celebrity game? Homeboy has not been relevant for ten years. You know the last time he had a hit, Nick? I was in middle school because I remember it because I didn't like it. But all the girls that I wanted to talk to liked it, so I had to pretend to like it. That was middle school. That was Fat Joe. You're telling me that a decade after he was relevant, he's still considered a celebrity? Give me a break. Real talk, I don't get that at all. Hey, real talk, Fat Joe, he'll teach you how to lean back. I mean, you know what? What's love? <laughs> you have to do. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, wrong, wrong person. I know. But, but still, it, it was impressive to see him round the bases. He's not an athlete by trade, but it, it was great to, to actually see guys come out and, 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 you know, not be in that comfort zone, but still able to make it work. Now, of course, the highlight of the All-Star game was Derek Jeter. I mean, the captain. Of course. Final farewell, standing round of applause, uh, curtain call. It was great to see him come out. I mean, two hits, he got on base. I mean, for, for me, growing up in Miami, we didn't really have a baseball team. So, of course, a lot of games were being shown. So that team was the Yankees. So I, I gravitated towards this team, but I still have to say as a Yankee fan, uh, Mariano Rivera, he, was, he left last year. Now, Derek Jeter, I mean, what's going to happen to my beloved Yankees? But still, tip of the cat to number two, Derek Jeter, you will be sorely missed. Now, real talk. I don't know if you watched the ESPYs last night, but I thought Drake did a great job. But there was two points that in the show where he made songs. One was honorable mention, where, you know, you would think that maybe he did mention uh, uh, Colin Kaepernick not throwing the ball to Michael Crabtree and still not having hands, but he also mentioned something else, something called side piece. Now, I'm not going to delve into it too much, but because this is, you know, PG show, but side piece, <laughs> he, even had Bre- he even had Brian McKnight to come out and do the chorus. I mean, it sounded like a top charter on the top Billboard 100s or something like that, but it was, it was hilarious. He did uh, a great job. But I love the fact when he started talking about Donald Sterling, the cameraman went straight to Blake Griffin. And you should have seen the look on his face. But great job by Drake last night. Real talk. Real talk. I didn't get a chance to see it. I was I was busy, you know, running errands, getting uh, getting some stuff done last night. So I'm going to try and watch the recording. I heard he did great. I will say this, Nick. I wasn't giving Drake a lot of credit. I didn't get why he was hosting the ESPYs because, well, I guess I do get it because he's a fan of every single team, right? As long as they're good. Drake is the ultimate (laughs) bandwagon fan. People take pictures of him, you know, a couple of days leading up to the national championship in uh, NCAA men's basketball. And he was caught wearing Kentucky gear as well as uh, UConn gear. Like, he was ready for whoever won that basketball game, you know? He's like, he's hanging out with LeBron wearing Heat stuff. And, you know, he's up in New York wearing uh, Yankees gear. And then he's down there in Houston wearing Astros gear, throwing out the first pitch. And guess what, Nick? He's from Canada. He's Canadian, dude. I mean, maybe it's just because he's Canadian. He doesn't really understand how American sports fans work. They're like, bro, you got to pick like one team, one voice. That's all you can have. But I mean, it's, it's good that he did well. But I will say this. A couple of years ago, an individual from the band formerly known as NSYNC hosted. That's right, Nick. I'm talking about Mr. Justin Timberlake. And in my mind's eye, there will never 
ever be a host as great as Mr. JT. As long as he got his well, suit tie. Mm-hmm. Real talk. Well, I, well, I guess you can go ahead and, and uh, pull that NSYNC poster off your wall with the lipstick on just in that is never that, that thing is never coming down nick that's a collector's item boy you learn so much about a person once they open up that can call their mouthpiece uh okay. <laughs> <laughs> also before we get out of here Paul gasol no longer a los angeles lakers he's a chicago bull jeremy lynn is now a teammate for Kobe Bryant. I wonder how that relationship is going to work. And the Lakers are still without any marquee players, and they are still without a coach. Real talk, what's going on, Lakers? Real talk, I was, you know what? I love to see Kobe and Lynn together in L.A. I was wondering when they were going to come out with Rush Hour 4, Nick. Honest to goodness. Like, (laughs) Rush Hour 3 comes out, you know, it was highly anticipated. The movie wasn't very good. Chris Tucker put on a lot of weight. So, you know, Rush Hour 4, I'm looking forward to that, man. You know, us. it'll probably be a flop, just like number three, because anytime you get past the sequel of a movie, they start going downhill. But, you know, they might compete for a playoff spot, but <laughs> it's going to be a box office flop. Put that in the books. Real talk. Kobe's I done. Would, I would love to see that. I am not a sky cap. Put your bags in the back. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Could you imagine Kobe Bryant saying that to Jeremy Lin? <laughs> Pass me the ball. Yes. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Pass me the ball. No, I'm, I'm open. I, don't, don't shoot it. Give me the ball. The offense flows through me, Kobe Bryant, you, not you. Do you think uh, Jeremy Lin will ever go to him and be like, here, I am Michael Jackson and you are Toto. You, me, Tito. Toto's what we had last night for dinner. I, I, I don't know, but it's going to be an interesting year, especially in Los Angeles with the Clippers being in the same building. I, I don't know. Another great show. I'd like to thank my three amigos, Church Scientology, for allowing me to use the facility. Justin on the boards. Mario Patanzi. You can find him at Mile High Mario. You can find me at Nick Ferguson underscore 25. Don't forget, on YouTube, look for Nick Ferg's show. We got some brilliant stuff. A surprise video is going up right now. Could go viral. Also, I'd like to thank my guests, Roger Rogers and Neutron Stork of Booker T. Washington in Miami. As always, it's been a pleasure entertaining you. And thank you for joining us. Nick Ferguson, Voice America Sports, in the books. See you next week. God same bless. Same bad time, same bad channel. Thanks again for stopping by. Be sure to catch Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective again next Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. in the West on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll share some more great stories next week.